Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. Man, how excited are you that baseball is back? Oh, pretty excited. Pretty excited. And I'm I'm happy that, you know, we're going to get a full season in and that there wasn't too much of a delay, even though I was getting a little bit stressed out there. But, hey, baseball's coming back, baby. I know this is great, and 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 teams really, really didn't let any time go by before they started making moves. I actually heard about this one scout who had found a, a remarkable prospect. Uh, it was this horse who was a pretty good fielder and hit the ball every time he was up at bat. the The scout tried to get him a tryout with a big league team, and he did. Uh, so up to bat, the horse slams the ball into far left field, stood at the plate watching it go, but the manager starts screaming at him, "Run!" Run, what are you doing? The horse said, well, if I could run, I'd be in the Kentucky Derby. So I guess he won't race the freeze this year, huh? Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast presented by Sports Drink. Here are your hosts, Pam Matthews and Alex Butler. Now you're all in big, big trouble. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. Cam, how are you doing today? What? Shaking, bacon. Oh, man, it's all shaking today. We got baseball back. All over the world. Let's go. Damn, daddy. Woo. Finally, 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 they came to an agreement. We have baseball back. Players, as we speak, are beginning to arrive at their spring training facilities. Oh, man, there's a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, we got to talk about our health, guys. Guys, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during this cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills. No need for a million different supplements. Time to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Go check them out today. We are also brought to you by ColorCast. If you guys have joined us on uh, on Wednesday nights, we really appreciate it. Have a lot of fun on there. It's uh, talking with you guys uh, about whatever comes up, really. It's not confined just to baseball. Uh, ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform free to download and use. You can talk to me or Cam. We alternate Wednesdays. Uh, all you need to do is download the ColorCast app free on the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join us when we go live. Follow me at at Riley's Rakes to be notified when my room goes live. And we'll be live on ColorCast every Wednesday at 8.30. So come on with your spiciest takes and join us. So Cam. Yes. Baseball. Big if true. Huge. Huge. And confirmed. There is baseball. Uh, The one thing that there really hasn't been... Uh, if you listen to our show last week, you recall me bloviating about this this wild free agent frenzy that was going to occur this weekend. Uh, that that every free agent in the world was going to sign in forty eight hours. Um, I, n- no, no, yeah, that, no, that didn't really happen. Um, as we sit here. Recording at 7.30 on uh, Sunday evening. Uh, Freddie Freeman has yet to sign anywhere, least of all with the Braves. So, you know, immediately went from, like, refreshing Twitter constantly to see if a, a new CBA had been made to now refreshing Twitter constantly to see if Freddie's been signed. Uh, I need that to happen soon because I think I can just worry about the team a lot less once that happens. Right, right. So, um, you know, as iPhone users know, every Sunday you get a screen time report of your previous week. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for next Sunday just to see how much my screen time has gone up already. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- these last couple of days. I, I tell you. Um, so, I, I guess here, here's something fun to do. Where were you on Thursday when the tweet from, was it Jeff Passan who had it first? Uh, I'm not sure, actually, because well, okay, well, I, when, didn't, when the I, I didn't actually see it. Someone told me about it. So where where were you when you uh, found out that our beloved game was returning? I, I was at work. Ah, and, and as most yeah. people are swig, <laughs> swig a beer for the working man swig a beer for the working man uh i was i was at work and one of my coworkers who doesn't watch any baseball but knows that i'm a huge baseball fan uh i i went to the back to to you know, grab something out of the stock room and came back up and he said hey congratulations it's like what what are you what are you talking about it's like oh baseball's back like what I was kind of pissed off because I had been checking <laughs> I had been checking for that news about every five minutes all day. Right. And the one little block I missed was where I didn't find it. 
Well, a, a watched pot never boils. They say. Truer words, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I mean Thursday was kind of kind of a wild day. Well, this past week since our last episode was kind of wild, just because it felt like we had a rehash of the previous Tuesday once again on this past Tuesday, where you know, negotiations went for 15, 16 hours well into the night. Then, you know, the next day it's like, oh, well, that, that feels like a sign of good progress, yada, yada, yada. And then you had the news of the international draft, which was getting thumbs down from the Players Association. Yeah, it was, uh, the, it was the weirdest thing because, like, it seemed like they were getting close, right? Yeah. And then, and then you wake up one day and all of a sudden the international draft is this big deal that they can't agree on after we hadn't heard a thing about the international draft leading no. up to that point. So, so that day, I I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I was thinking, oh, well, they just found another thing to disagree on. This is going to push the sides further apart. We're further away from a deal today than we were yesterday. And as I uh, alluded to earlier, I I don't know anything. Yeah, Um, because like that day they made a deal. Right, right. And it was, it was. Scott for Scott's here. You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except at Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass, you're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down. Okay. Let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it. It was interesting because when the news when the news dropped that uh, the players had were, were basically voting against the idea of the international draft, suddenly you started seeing a lot of those who were initially in support of the players suddenly starting to turn on them. And like, look, I, I am not the expert to explain the ramifications of having versus not having an international draft. I don't know. I don't know all the specifics that go into that. I am but a humble average podcast host. Go read an article on it. Uh, (laughs) Go, go be learned and whatnot. Um, So I don't know, but yeah, when it came out that they had voted against that or were seemingly going to, I thought, okay, well, there we go again. We got oh so close but it doesn't didn't happen. And then it happens. Jeff Passon sends out a tweet explaining that an agreement, that's how, the, how it was phrased, an agreement on an international draft had been reached. And so suddenly the idea of baseball coming back gets a little bit closer because at this point, you know, we knew the numbers from both parties were close were awful close, a lot closer than they had been the past few weeks. So when when that news dropped on Thursday, I think that's really when it started getting real that, hey, we might be close to something here. And sure enough, we were. And and from, you know, I, I haven't gone through the CBA and read through it. I don't think anybody really has. We're just relying on the reports we hear. But from what we've been hearing, um, this was actually a huge win for the players. Yeah. 
So, so that's something we, we can feel good about because I, I think the vast majority of us, uh, if we had to choose a side between players and owners, uh, are going to side with the players because that's who we turn the TV on to watch. I think Je- Passon actually had a really good tweet. Um, this is quickly becoming Jeff Passon hour. Um, he had a really <laughs> good, he had a really good tweet earlier this week where he said, you know, if you replace, um, all 1100 or whatever it is, number of players across the league with other baseball players, the product drastically suffers. But if you replace all 30 owners with new owners, they'd probably be all right. It'd probably be okay. You know? Yeah. He said, he said, and he, I think his exact words were if you replaced an, an MLB owner with any competent businessman, you'd never notice the difference. Yeah. So, so there's that. Anyway, so, so they night. so they reached a deal. I want to say it was about three or four o'clock in the afternoon that day, and they turn around and say that at seven o'clock tonight, free agency will open. So we were all bracing ourselves for for absolute pandemonium. Oh, there, there was the buckle up tweet. Oh yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody was like, "All right, here we go, here we go." And I think it was like 14 hours before the first deal of any kind <laughs> popped yeah. up because nobody nobody wanted to look like they had been tampering during the lockout. Right, right. So so that that was fair. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you and I even discussed that on Thursday night of like, OK, well, maybe maybe stuff won't necessarily happen tonight just of the optics of quickly signing somebody, you know, but you know, we were like, all right, nine o'clock Friday morning, the floodgates, buddy, they're going to open. There was what four or five deals total on Friday. Yes. So, so things in fairness, things have picked up a bit. Um, Let's roll through what, what's happened since the new CBA was signed. So, so here is uh Cam I'm going to I'm going to steal uh I'm going to steal a tweet you wrote here. Here is the answer to a future trivia question. Who was the first signing after the lockout of 2021-2022? And the answer to that question is Drew Verhagen. I'll give you a second to look him up. Drew Verhagen, right-handed pitcher, signed a two-year deal with the Cardinals on Friday, becoming the first player to sign a contract since the lockout ended on Thursday. Verhagen had pitched the past two seasons with the Nippon Ham Fighters in Japan after spending six seasons with the Tigers from 2014 to 2019. Put him in the hall. That is the Nippon Ham Fighters. Ham Fighters. <laughs> so so while that didn't exactly open the floodgates that did at least get it started shortly after that veteran left-hander martin perez uh, reached an agreement on a one-year four million dollar deal to go back to the texas rangers and then after that came the first deal with a name that i think everybody who listens to this show will recognize the chicago cubs agreed to a four million dollar one-year contract with andrelton simmons so the Cubs have their new shortstop, and it seems like we can put to rest those rumors about the Cubs being in on Carlos Correa. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was kind of odd to 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 hear about a team that was clearly rebuilding being in the run running for for a guy who was going to command a long contract with with a huge AAV who you know let's say you do give you know Correa a 10 year deal which i think is what's been floated around out there You've wasted the first five of those already. Yeah, I was, exactly. Like the first half of that contract is going to be wasted via the rebuild. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think getting a, a someone like Simmons is a actually a good deal for them. He's uh, we all know very well that that he's a fantastic defensive shortstop, and while he's streaky with the bat, can put up some decent numbers at the plate. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes for the Cubs, but that does leave Correa on the market for all these other teams to, uh, to hopefully commit to spending money on rather than giving it to Freddie Freeman. So like that <laughs> drop your mic there, Cam. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I dropped my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so after that came the first, uh, I guess, big name deal of, uh, of, of this free agency period. Uh, a player that, that I know Cam and I kind of secretly hoped would sign with the Braves ended up signing with the San Francisco Giants left-handed pitcher Carlos Roden. And the Giants agreed to a two- What? What? Carlos who? What? Damn it. Rodon. Roden. What is he, a rat? Left-handed starter, Carlos Rodon. Rodon! And, and the San Francisco Giants agreed to a two-year, $44 million contract that includes a player opt-out after the first season. So the, the San Francisco Giants have put together, for not that much money, a really, really strong rotation. Uh, they're looking to recapture that lightning in a bottle. Of course, that team isn't getting any younger, but we'll, we'll get into that as we get close to the opening day and do our, uh, our divisional previews. Absolutely. And then to, to cap off March 11th, the biggest name of the day was the final deal of the day. Three time Cy Young award winner, Clayton Kershaw back to the Dodgers on a one year deal. Um, not too surprising. Although, it would have been cool, and he has confirmed this. It was down to the Dodgers or the Rangers. Yeah, I, I, he would he would have looked good in a Rangers uniform, and it would have been really interesting to see uh, to see that team with all the big names they've pulled in just just this off season. So that that alone, because it's not like he accepted a multi year deal with the Dodgers. You know, he took the one year deal, which means obviously Texas didn't offer multi year either. That makes me wonder if this is the last round for old Kershaw. Well, I also I'm not convinced that him taking a one year deal with the Dodgers means that he wasn't offered multiple years by the Rangers, because as we saw with the Dodgers in the the Trevor Bauer deal, they are not afraid of giving someone a short term contract with just obscene average annual value. Right. I have not seen the number attached to this one-year deal for Kershaw yet. I think it's $17 million. Really? Yeah. It's not a lot. You see, that just tells me that he wanted to go back to the Dodgers because I don't believe for one second that the Braves wouldn't have offered him one year $22 million or something along those lines. Like, 
We gave we gave eighteen million dollars to 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 Cole Hamels for three innings. I'd take Clayton Kershaw on that same deal. Oh, oh, absolutely. All right, so moving into the twelfth first deal of the day, Washington Nationals division rivals sign reliever Steve Ciszek. Did I get that name right, Cam? Yeah, you did. I'm proud of you. Okay, thanks, bud. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Because um, we're coming up on one that I'm definitely going to mess up. But Steve <laughs> Ciszek, uh, not a bad pickup for the Nationals. I mean, obviously, I don't think any of us expect the Nationals to make a ton of noise this year. Um, but Ciszek's going to be uh, a solid reliever for them. Um, and they're putting some, some you know, okay pieces together in, in yeah. Washington. But Yeah, they, uh, are in the, uh, they are in the Matt Kemp. Johnny Gomes era of their rebuild. They are indeed, yes. Um, remember Johnny Gomes as a brave? I do remember Johnny Gomes as a brave. I'd rather not remember Johnny Gomes as a brave, but I do. Sweet beard, uh, though. Uh, he, yes, fact. Uh, after that, we had uh, we had our first trade uh, coming from the Minnesota Twins and the Texas Rangers. The uh, the shortstop Isaiah Kiner Falefa. And right-handed pitcher Ronnie Henriquez go from the Rangers to the Twins in exchange for Mitch Garver. So, so another pretty decent name going down to Texas. Uh, so far, uh, the major acquisitions for them have been Mitch Garver, uh, Corey Seager, and Marcus Simeon. So uh, definitely going to be a new-look Rangers team uh, in 2022. It'll be interesting to see what that ends up producing uh mitch Blue. garver mitch garver is quite the baseball name is it not it's a great name it really is like it, it feels like a name that you would hear when you're watching like ken burns baseball documentary when they're talking about the 30s mitch garver <laughs> mitch garver missing three <laughs> fingers on his left hand still has a powerful swing <laughs> what? oh lord uh the toronto blue jays Landed another pitcher. They pick up left-hander Yusei Kikuchi, uh, who had most recently played for the Mariners uh, on a three-year, thirty-six million dollar contract. Cam, this one, this this one had me shaking my head a bit. Twelve million bucks a year for a guy with uh, with a career four and a half ERA, um, it's just just kind of odd to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, but I tell you. Toronto feels close. They they really if they really feel like they're putting something together. Like obviously, you know, they narrowly missed the playoffs last year. Yada yada. Um they made it in the expanded playoffs the year before. Um you can don't I, fail to mention that they played to begin the season the season in Dunedin, Florida. They did. They <laughs> did indeed. They and I, they and I know that because I heard us. the word Dunedin about 150,000 times over the course of the first half of the season. Hey, you want some more? No, nah, I'm done eating. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, hey, remember when the Blue Jays absolutely waxed us last year in both series that we played them? They beat us so Like bad. a drum, Daddy. I mean, <laughs> kicked our heads in. They beat us like we'd robbed their grandma. Like... <laughs> That was rough. I I thought the season was over after the second series with that. <laughs> and that series happened in May. I know. Oh, what a time. What a time. Uh, so uh, moving on from there, 
the Chicago White Sox continue to make kind of sneaky little moves that that look really good when you step back and look at them. Uh, they pick up uh, powerful relief pitcher Joe Kelly, uh, who we yeah. all who we all know from his time with the Dodgers. Uh, a fantastic move for the White Sox, who now have a uh, who now have a bullpen that's going to feature Liam Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, and Joe Kelly as their seven, eight, nine guys. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I I know that the White Sox didn't quite show up in the playoffs last year like everybody thought they were, but still not a team I'd be excited to play. No, they're not a team that you're excited to see on the schedule coming up. The White Sox also pick up utility infielder Josh Harrison, uh, who's yeah. a guy. Yeah. Who's a guy I remember having watched when he was in Pittsburgh and was just phenomenal up there. I know he's he's had some rough years uh, in between then and now, but uh, in my opinion, a really good utility pickup. Uh, a guy I wouldn't have minded seeing on the Braves bench this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, not at all. So, that, yeah, another really good pickup for the White Sox, for sure. All right, well, from there we go to the, the biggest deal uh, of the post-lockout era so far, the New York Mets and the Oakland Athletics made a trade that sent right-handed pitcher Chris Bassett to the Mets for two minor leaguers. Um, On its surface, it looks like the Athletics let themselves get fleeced for Chris Bassett, who is a very good pitcher. Um, Most notably, you'll remember him from last year. I believe he took a liner off the face and, and had a a really tough go of it there for a minute, but, uh, but uh, it's coming back this year and uh, is going to be up in Queens. And I am not looking forward to it because that's a guy that I really wanted to root for. Yeah. You know, the, the Mets obviously are really putting their chips in for this season. Of course, they're already the um, paper champions of March. You do have to wonder really what the, the athletics are attempting to accomplish here. Are they attempting to accomplish anything? Well, it's time will tell, I think over the next week, just exactly what they're attempting to accomplish this season. But I I find it so, so fascinating that the, the entire off season and, and, you know, for the past couple of years, the talk around the athletics has been whether or not they move, um, mostly because of whether or not they're going to get the public support of Oakland to build a new stadium, which they desperately need. They've gotten that. And so now it's like as soon as they got that money in their hand, they're just like, well, doesn't really matter how entertaining of a baseball product we have. We're getting a new home. Woohoo! Uh, it, it's just odd. I don't know. And I guess you could kind of say the Braves did somewhat of a similar thing, but I don't not Maybe not. Well, there was, there was, I, I think the Braves at least had a clear plan to rebuild. That's true. Yeah. So, so the, you the, knew the there athletics was... do this every two or three years and you're like, what is Oakland doing? Right. Right. And, and then and they it's... sneak into the playoffs and it's like, okay, Oak town, here we go. You know, next stop pound town. And then nothing happens. Next stop, Pound Town. <laughs> oh, <Lord. Autobot! laughs> And the final deal of the day for March 12th, Jordan Lyles agreed to a one-year, $7 million deal with the Baltimore Orioles. 
Uh, going into, into today, which is March 13th, as we're recording, uh, the Rockies agreed to one-year deals with Jose Iglesias and Alex Colom, uh, get bringing back their uh, their their right-handed reliever and shortstop. Um, kind of looks like that's putting a, a stop on the possibility of them re-signing Trevor Story, um, which I, I don't think too many people thought they were in the running for, but could have happened. Yeah. And mm. after that, we, we go into our first, our first sad news uh, of the current free agency period. The Chicago Cubs have signed free agent relief pitcher, Jesse Chavez to a minor league deal that includes an invitation to big league camp, adding the veteran reliever after he had won the world series with our Atlanta Braves. Chavez has pitched for the Cubs before uh, briefly during the 2018 season. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to see him go, but you know, I hope the best for the guy. He was will, so will always, will always have the parade and that Carmen San Diego red hat. Hell yeah, buddy. Detective Chavez Woo, taking it, on the taking case. his talents to the north side of Chicago. <laughs> uh, twins restocked after uh, after sending Garver down to uh, to Texas. Uh, yeah, dude. Making a trade with the Reds to pick up pitcher Sonny Gray. Uh, did not see Sonny Gray going to the Twins. Uh, so that was an interesting one. Uh, and the Cardinals added a little bit of depth to uh, to their bullpen with reliever Nick Whitgren. Uh, 30 years old, career 505 ERA, so uh, he'll fit in nicely there in St. Louis. Legit have never heard of the guy. If you had shown me that name before I started reading it, I uh, probably would have said he was a hockey player. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then Cam, uh, while I was going through these, you said you had, had stumbled across a couple more that had occurred on Twitter. Uh, what did you find there? Well, you're gonna have to give me a second to pull these up because I didn't know you were going to come to me, and I, <laughs> I don't have them readily available. Alex. What fun is this if if I don't put you on the spot, Cam? Oh, mercy. <laughs> Uh, Brad Boxberger and Milwaukee are in agreement on a one-year, $2.5 million deal. So, Boxberger, he's also eligible for a $550,000 performance bonus. Oh, I mean, that's a a scary bullpen they have up there in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. And it it just got a little bit scarier. I mean... uh, they were obviously missing one of their best pieces in Devin Williams for uh, for their series against the Braves. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have to find out how bad that series could have looked had he been in there with them. Right. Um, but to to get him back and and add Boxberger going into 2022 looks really good for them. Uh, the other deal that has rolled in since we've uh, we've started recording here tonight is free agent outfielder Steven Souza is in agreement on a minor league deal with the Seattle Mariners. Steven Souza, who was last seen tri- striking out to Tyler Matzik in the seventh inning of game six of the NLCS. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, did you ever did you ever hear his um, his cell phone, his, his iPhone story about after that game? No. So um, down in the down in the Dodgers side of of the clubhouse, uh, there was like a random iPhone sitting over there near the lockers, 
And uh, I think Cody Bellinger or somebody went over there and picked it up and said, uh, hey, is this is this uh, Kershaw's phone? And somebody said, no, that's Steven Souza phone. <laughs> okay, that actually got you. <laughs> you should have told me that one off the air so I could open the show with it. <laughs> so so that pretty much gets us caught up to where we uh where we stand as we're recording right now um we're we're hopeful that at some point tonight we will have some uh some good freddie freeman news um but unfortunately we're we're hearing nothing so far <sighs> how 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 deep you want to dive into this I got all the time in the world, pal. Okay. It's 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 difficult, right? Like, yes. it, you know, it. I think it's so easy as, as fans, you know, bearing in mind that fan comes from the word fanatic. You know, we are literally fanatics about the teams that we pull for um, and, and the players that play on said teams. And so I think, yeah, this situation is so tough because, you know, Freddie is a guy that has been here for so long, uh, lasted through the rebuild, all this stuff. You know, one is MVP, is consistently getting better, it seems, almost year to year. Finally won, got his World Series ring this year. Like, it feels like that's the payoff for his his weight, right, for his patience in sticking with this club. So, on one hand, it is – when you think about it that way, it is almost easy to look at Freddie as a human being who has a wife and now three sons and think for him on a human level that Freddie may feel as though he's accomplished everything he needs to accomplish here, that there may be other opportunities out there. for He has one shot at his career as a professional baseball player. And if he feels as though that what's best for him and his family is to have experiences elsewhere, then so be it. Yes, that's not going to be a very popular thought among most people, but you know, I think that's definitely one way to look at it. The other let way, just, look- let me let me just throw this out there, uh, not knowing what it is you're about to say. Um, anyone who even thinks about booing Freddie Freeman. If oh, that's shows, so stupid. If he shows up at Truist Park with another team, you're dead to me. You hear me? Freddie Freeman owes us nothing. He yeah. has given us everything. If there is anybody listening who would for a second entertain the thought of Freddie Freeman, of booing Freddie Freeman, no matter who he goes to, just just turn the show off. I'm done. I'm done with you. Yep. So I say all that to say that would watching him go to another team be easy? God, no. Hell no. I mean, you know, th- this is a guy that, you know, for a lot of us, we we heard about when he was in the minor league system. And, you know, we've watched him his entire career. And, you know, I think, I think at some point, Four, five, six years ago, maybe, um, a couple of years after he signed that first extension, that I think that's when everybody started coming around to the idea that he was now Mr. Brave. Like, obviously, we knew he was the face of the franchise, but 
we it's especially right around Chipper's retirement. Well, Chipper retired before that, but um, you know he started getting more endorsement from former players, and suddenly it started feeling like okay, he is the franchise guy for this era of, of this team. And so, you know, I think that's a hard thing as fans to to let go of and, and to see walk away. Um, if he does end up, in fact, going to the team that we all do not want to see him go to, that's going to sting even more. But, you know, there's so much to be said about the intangibles that he brings and the career that he has. And, you know, I, I think in a way, and I hope this doesn't come back to bite me, I, I think in a way that the fact that it's taken this long since the lockout ended, you know, bodes well for Atlanta because if if the two or three offers that he has on the table right now were that much beyond Atlanta's offer currently, then I feel like he would have already signed somewhere else. If that, you know, if that's really what it comes down to. So I feel like Atlanta at least is competitive or in the ballpark in terms of years and dollars. Um, You know, does this decision come down more so to Freddie, the person maybe it very well might, I don't know. Um, But I think, too, at the end of the day, if there's anything we should have learned from this front office and from Alex Anthopoulos from from the trade deadline last year is that it is to trust this guy and that he always has a plan. So Absolutely. And you never, ever hear about it until it happens. Correct. So, I don't know. It, it we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I'm 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 kind of fifty fifty at this point. Um, uh, a couple of quick things to add, real quick. Sorry to to break no, away no, no, from no, the no, Freeman talk. Um, one, I have to make a correction. Uh, I had totally forgotten that Brad Boxberger actually played for the Brewers last season, so their bullpen's not actually going to get better. It's it's going to stay the same. Um, also, which is still pretty great. <laughs> which is still pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, had one more bit of uh, sad news to report. Uh, utility man Ede Adrianza has signed with the Washington Nationals. So another another one of our champs is gone, guys. This is a a, a sad reality that we will have to deal with, but. Um, the story of the 2021 Braves World Championship uh, cannot and should not be told without the mention of Eddie Adrianza. He had some monster hits in the clutch in the postseason for us. Good for him, though. Good for him. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it looks like he's looking right at an everyday starting job again. So happy for the guy. Yeah, that'll that uh, that'll be good for him. Um, hopefully, he doesn't uh, <laughs> he doesn't have any ill will against any Braves. So, uh, but, but you know, with him being a, uh, a former Brave in the division, uh, I fully expect him to average at least 400 against us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As is tradition. As is tradition, yes. So how, how are you currently feeling on the whole Freddie Freeman sweepstakes as it stands right now? Um... I, I, it's hard to say, man. Um, I, I don't want to be as nervous as I am, 
My no, no, absolutely not. My my brain is saying odds are that Freddie's going to come back, and we just need to have a little patience and give him time to make his decision. My heart is saying if he loved us, he'd be back already. So. <laughs> so so I don't I don't really know how to feel about Freddie Freeman at this point. I want him back real bad, um, but I, I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have no clue. Um, I just hope we have some news that we can share with you all before we're done recording tonight. Um, I do want to be say- nice, and, and, and it it's funny. Like it's <laughs> it is odd how you try to prepare yourself mentally for things you know that you know could go south. Yes, we're like. In the back of my mind, I keep telling myself, like, okay, when you finally see that, if you finally see that notification of him going elsewhere, especially to a team that you really don't like, period, um, you are going to have that brief moment of, no, why, God? But then, you know, you just got to kind of have that moment of, all right, saddle up, this train don't stop. Let's keep moving. Because at the end of the day, it is a business, plain and simple. It is a business. So it is. I, yeah, and, and so, I, and I know that you hear that cliche all the time about baseball, like, oh, baseball, you know, it, it's a business. It's a, you know, baseball is all about, you know, pennies and dimes, plain and simple. This is the time where that cliche rears its ugly head, and it's not a fun time, but it, you know, it is what it is. So let me let me let me take this Freddie Freeman conversation a slightly different direction. So let's say hypothetically that Freddie signs with the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Rays, some a, a team not the Braves. You're Alex Anthopoulos. You have money to spend. You have prospects. What do you do? I mean, you. I, I think. How do you replace arguably the best first baseman in all of baseball? Well, you go after the next best first baseman in all of baseball, uh, and and that's the easy answer because that's the answer that everybody's talking about and everybody's kind of waiting on. Um, it is. It is funny that it feels like the entire linchpin of all these big deals that have yet to happen is Freddie. That everybody's kind of waiting to see where Freddie Freeman lands before anything else drops. So, you know, if I'm Alex Anthopoulos and Freddie does go elsewhere, I think, you know, first and foremost, you got to find a way to replace that production. Um, You don't have the benefit of an off season or a full spring training to like, let's say slide Riley over to first. And, you know, I understand that he's had experience there, you know, especially in games that like Freddie has been pulled late in the game and that sort of thing. But I don't think you commit to that. So I think you go out and you you try to get Olsen. And then, you know, with some capital to work with, you know, you look at a guy like a Nelson Cruz, a big bopper bat. Now that we have the designated hitter in the national league. Um, and you just, you know, you beef up the lineup as best you can. You make it as scary as you can, you know, maybe. And then you put a couple of bench pieces in there, which you you still have to do that anyway. It, you know, by no means is this roster flushed out. Like, as it stands right now, we're kind of only sitting at two outfielders, theoretically. Um, I, so I read mo- just before we came on here that, that Ronnie is expected back in May. 
Right. So you you've got you know you've got a month month and a half that you got to figure something out. Um, and of course the big question mark, and, and I'm not including Pache in, in in those two, so that's the big question mark there. Um, uh, you know th- this roster still needs some moves. I think it's easy for everybody to be staring at the Freddie situation and thinking like, ah, well, you know, when that shoe drops, we're we're good if it works out in our favor. But like, there's still some stuff that's got to be done. And I trust Anthopolis again. Trust. I trust Anthopolis to to get that done. Um, I think another arm in the rotation would be great. Uh, you know, maybe throw another arm out in the bullpen uh, to to really beef it up out there. Um, and then, of course, some bench pieces. But, you know, it's easy to say, oh, well, when we lose our prize first baseman, we go out and get the next best guy. But, you know, that, that's a very, very much a realistic scenario that you got to really consider going with. It's true. And, and you know, just everybody quotes this movie when talking about baseball. But it it's it's a scene straight out of Moneyball, right? Because so, when Jason Giambi went to the Yankees, they had to they had to replace his production and they figured out that you know you can't do that with with one player realistically all the time sometimes you got to do that with two three four different players and and that's that's kind of where the Braves are so you know whether that guy is Olsen or whether it's Rizzo or rather whether it's somebody we haven't even thought about yet um you know that can be done and and it's not necessary that we get, you know, six, seven war out of the first base position, as long as we can recoup that lost number at other positions. Right, right. Uh, you know, heck, look at the formula that was used last year at the trade deadline. What do you do when you don't have, you know, two of your outfielders that you assumed you were going to have? You go out and get four guys. Go get four freaking outfielders. You know, to, to make up for that production. And damn if it didn't work. Yeah, and 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 that that's that's an excellent way to describe the 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 point I was making because it wasn't just one of those guys. It was it was all of those guys a little bit each. Right. Right. So I I you know the the sting of what could happen is going to hurt. Um but from a team standpoint, you know, I think there are ways around this. I, it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy, but there are. There I tend are, to agree, and 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 trust me when I say that that mine and I'm sure your preference is is just to keep Freddie. Oh, without a doubt, without um, a doubt. Like I I I don't want anybody to you know take the assumption that I'm just perfectly okay with him walking away. No, all I'm saying is that it wouldn't. It's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah, it's going to suck, but we can you know the team can work around it. No, without a doubt, I want to keep Freddie. Plain and simple. Like you know. How do you replace your all-star MVP first baseman? Well, you keep your all-star MVP first baseman. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, even even if you bring Freddie back, like you said earlier, there, there are other positions you need to fill, uh, not the least of which being a new position added to the National League in the new CBA, mm-hmm. the designated hitter. We, we finally have the universal DH, and now we have to consider, you know, who we're going to put in that spot. Right. You know, the 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 Braves have been mentioned uh, as being connected in some way to Nelson Cruz. Uh, he would be an, an excellent fit in the DH spot. 
they already have uh, a guy on their roster who you, you might not like his name, but Marcelo Zuna fits right into that spot really well. Um, I think it's it's many of our preferences that that we find a trade partner to to move that contract out of Atlanta before the season starts. But if it doesn't, you know, he can get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, then again, if you pull him into the DH slot, that opens up another outfield slot. So there are, there are still plenty of pieces to be added here. In my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I would, I mean, bringing any combination of Jock Rosario and, and Soler back. Um, I think if we could get one, maybe two of those guys to come back or, you know, someone equivalent from the free agent market, uh, I'd feel a lot better about uh, our outfield because, I mean, right now, what, what what's our starting outfield? I mean, we're looking at Ozuna, Pache, Duval. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, think, potentially. I think as we sit here today, that's that's our opening day outfield. Now, obviously, that can change in, in, in a moment, but, you know, there's a lot of work to do out there. The, the, the depth was what won us that world series. And, and we, we have to work hard to, to keep that. Uh, and at the moment, that's not the case. Right. Right. And, you know, there, there's, again, there's still the big question around Pache as to whether he's going to be ready, but you know, there's, there's a good point that ready or not. I don't, you know, I don't think he has a choice at this point. It, yeah. It, it, <laughs> He's, you know, he's he, in he's center field, much, whether he likes it or not. I mean, yeah, Pache's probably going to be our opening day nine-hole hitting center fielder. So, And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. As uh, as we learned last season, you know, the the what happens in the first quarter of the season does not tell the story of the season. No. Um, but, you know, injuries happen too, uh, even though we're waiting for – a guy like Ronald Acuna Jr. to come back, that doesn't mean that, you know, Duval Pache or Izuno can't get hurt in the meantime, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, depth, outfield, another pitcher or two, figure out something at first base. Yeah, what, so what do you uh, what what do you do for pitchers right now? Who who are you looking at there? Well, since the uh since the Reds are so interested in just, you know, trading away some of their players. I'll uh, I'll take one Luis Castillo, please. I wouldn't mind a Luis Castillo. Uh, I think that would look pretty darn good in Atlanta. Um, let's see here. Pitcher, but it, pitcher, it, it pitcher. doesn't even have to be somebody as high profile as that, you know, because I think he – I think regardless, he would probably still be our four-slot pitcher, but he's not necessarily a four-slot pitcher, if that makes sense. Right. Um, you know, I, I think I think an older an older arm would be would be perfectly fine. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't necessarily hate giving like and not in a starter role, but I wouldn't hate giving Drew Smiley, you know, a really small deal to be a bullpen arm, you know, long relief Josh Tomlin kind of guy. Sure, because sure. you still need that when when the dog days of summer roll around, and you know, one of our guys has a bad start and. You know, there's seven runs by the fourth inning. You need somebody to go out there and eat innings. Well, let me uh, let me read off some names to you here for uh, for for some available free agent starting pitchers and uh, and and give me your thoughts on each of them here. Okay, okay. Uh, the first one 
this is the the currently available free agent starting pitcher with the highest war from 2020. Or, sorry, 2021. He is a 38-year-old who put up three and a half war last season, Mr. Zach Grinky. Um, you taking Grinky? Maybe, but I feel like he'd be he'd be more expensive than Anthopolis would maybe want to go for. Yeah, the question is how much is the rest of the market gonna value him at 38 years old? That's that's, uh, right. that's pretty long in the tooth. Uh yeah. the the next best available starting pitcher from last year, 2.8 war, 32-year-old Tyler Anderson. Uh, I believe he was with Colorado. Um, didn't watch a ton of games of Colorado last year, but you know, he had a good season. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be what, that'd be one of those arms that I could see as landing where it's like not necessarily a household name kind of guy, but has some had, has had some good seasons there and is looking to kind of rebound on a, on a good year, on a really good year. So yeah, I can see that. So here's one that I've mentioned, at least in, in conversations with you in the past. Um, you mentioned wanting, you know, uh, thinking maybe an older arm fits in well, uh, someone crafty, someone who can, uh, can teach the, the kids on our staff, some, some tricks. What about Johnny Cueto? He's 36 years old, put up two war last season. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. I really wouldn't hate it. That that feel that one feels like an Anthopolis move. That that feels very right to me. Give him give him a year or two at like I don't know what ten to twelve million a year. Yeah, I I, I think that works. Then all of a sudden your rotation is going to be what Freed at the top, Morton, Anderson. Who's filling our fifth spot? Or fourth spot, sorry. Uh, maybe Muller, maybe Davidson, maybe Tukey, maybe Noah. I, I maybe, mean, it, maybe Noah. That the the number four starter spot is is very much up for grabs right now. But I think Cueto would be a, a great number five starter. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That that feels a lot like an Anthopolis move. Uh, I'll just rapid fire some names out here. And uh, and give me a yes or no for your thoughts on him, uh, Michael Pineda. Uh, maybe Danny Duffy. Ooh, that that sounds like an Anthopolis move. It does. Uh, I'm gonna say his name, but uh, I already know the answer, uh, especially given news from him recently. Matt Harvey. Pass. <laughs> Yeah. I will I will politely pass on uh, also not touching him with a 10 foot pole. Nor do I think anybody else will. No, no. Um Zach Davies. Ooh, that's an interesting one. He's only I heard nine that. years old. Where has he been? I feel like I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, I want to say he was with the Padres. Okay. I can uh, but I think one. he I think he got buried uh in their system. Might have gotten hurt at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um here's a name I've I've heard Braves fans throw around for about 5 years now. Matthew Boyd. <laughs> I I put Matthew Boyd in that same echelon as like Sonny Gray where everybody calls for it but it's not going to happen. Right, right. Uh Drew Smiley we talked about 
What about J.A. Happ? You taking a 39-year-old starting pitcher? Mm, there's, uh, I'm not sure how much tread is left on those tires. I don't know. Because I and, feel like his I feel like his decline has been sharp. Yeah, yeah. And and all right, here's here are some names uh I think are all gonna be no's, but uh but stop me if if one of them intrigues you. Steven Brault, Trevor Cahill, Willie Peralta, Tommy Malone. Chris oh Ellis, man, brave savior Tommy Malone. How Aaron about? Sanchez, Mike Fires, Chi Chi Gonzalez. What a what about Jose Urania? Could you could you imagine? Oh man. I mean, he, he didn't get any better when he got away from Miami. Like he he still has terrible control and walks a ton of guys. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. noted old guys, Cole Hamels and Irvin Santana are available. Braves legend Cole Hamels, I should say. That's right. That's right. I, I can't wait to see who he swindles out of a deal this year. <laughs> someone's going to give him money. So, gonna someone's going to take the bait, and it's going. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> um, who else? You still got Chris Archer out there. You got Carlos Martinez out there. Um, where's that? Where's Where's Dick Mountain at? Uh, Dick Mountain. Rich Hill signed a uh, one year deal with the Boston Red Sox before the lockout. Dang it! Okay, I thought he had signed somewhere. That 40, feels like 42, an Anthopolis deal. 42 years old, that guy. And still killing it. Like, still, still, a, still, still out there doing well and getting his money. Heck, yeah. I mean, he was, he was good enough for Tampa last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Who else is on this list? Jake Arrieta? No. No. Ooh. Have some. That, that arm's dead, Daddy. There are some uh, some some notable... Uh, former Braves on this list. How about a 31-year-old by the name of Julio Tehran? Would you welcome a reunion with Julio? As a fifth starter? As a fifth starter, which means he'll be starting on opening day. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta, Gotta pump that record up a little bit more. Exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, Julio gets a bad rap. I feel like Mike Fultonavich is out there. Mike Fultonavich can stay out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think that that time has passed. How about the guy we all got excited for in 2020? Mr. Felix Hernandez. He hasn't pitched at all since he hung it up last year, right? He has not. Uh, but he's only 36. Like, he could still have some tread on the tires. I don't know. There's a lot of miles on that arm. That, that's, eh, there are. I, just, just for novelty's sake, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd like to see us try. Yeah, yeah. Because a, a King's Court at Truist Park would be fun. It would be so great. I would love every second of it. Um, let's look at some outfielders that are available. Cam, can we please get Nick Castellanos? Yes, please. I would, I would really, really enjoy that. Uh, more realistically. I, I, I don't know if we'll, 
I don't know if we'll be able to afford him. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Michael Conforto is out there, though. Uh, he won't be yeah. quite as expensive. No, he wouldn't be. That That's the guy that friend of the show, Dylan Short, has gunned for for a couple of years now, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still got Jorge Soler out there, of course. You got Brian Goodwin, Dexter Fowler, Gerard Dyson, Adam Eaton. Uh, and that's just for right field. Uh, uh, I know we don't want to get Odubel Herrera. Um, Brad, I, are... I thought I thought the Phillies were in agreement with him today. Oh, were they really? Or apparently they're close. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, let's see. Albert Almora Jr. Don't want him. Uh, we've tried the Billy Hamilton experience. Don't want that. Andrew McCutcheon. Yes, please. Yes. Just please would, give me would, Uncle Larry on the Braves. Please, 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 please. I would take Andrew McCutcheon in an absolute heartbeat. And I can't imagine it would cost that much right now. What, what I, do you think? What, one year, $11 million? I think that gets it done. Feel, feels right. Maybe I don't give know. Him, I'd, it, I'd even give him, I, I'd say... I'd go as far as two years, 18. I'd go 325. Okay. Okay. He's 35 years old. Um, and, and he did well in a part-time role for the Phillies last year. He still put up one war, um, without, you know, regular playing time. So that's, that's not bad in comparison. Jock Peterson, who had a similar role, only put up 0.5 war. Right. I'd give so him that, a look. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, I, I think that would be one of my first picks uh, after, of course, Rosario Soler. Uh, oh, man. I, I really, really want Andrew McCutcheon on the Braves. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Let's see. So now we, we've 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 talked about outfield. We've talked about pitching. Let's let's look at some infield depth because we've we've gotten a couple of catchers, um, but we really don't have any depth in the infield. Should someone go down, do you entertain a uh, a reunion with uh, with Charlie Culberson? Um, maybe. Culberson's maybe. the uh, Culberson's out there. Starlin Castro's out there. Marwin Gonzalez, utility man extraordinaire, is out there. Who else? Starling Castro is interesting. Get me Daniel Vogelbach for some pop off the bench. How about that? Yes, please. Yeah. Just get get me big fat Vogelbach on the bench to, to come just, in and hit some just, pinch hit dingers. He can he can be our uh our, our Pablo Sandoval this season. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I mean, hey, you know. You see him come out of the dugout, it gets everybody up to their feet because you never quite know what's going to happen. I could just go to Truist Park shirtless, uh, write Braves on my chest, and say I'm wearing a uh, a Vogelbach jersey. I like it. <laughs> um, let's see. As far as first base goes, we've we've talked about a lot of the options. Rizzo's out there. Brad Miller's out there as kind of a a, a plan Z. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Who else could uh, could could get Albert Pujols as a bench piece? 
He could he could eat some DH games for you. I think he's going to St. Louis. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I, I think he's getting the curtain call. Yeah, so I, I think that that basically covers the uh, what, what's out there for the Braves in terms of free agents. Uh, of course, almost anything's on the table in terms of, of trades, but uh, I think I, I don't know how many options outside of what we just talked about I like. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to have to see. All right, Cam, uh, that's that's enough about what could potentially happen in baseball moving forward. Do you want to talk about baseball from the past for a little bit? Let's do it. Hey, guys, real quick before we jump into the next segment, I want to remind you that Chatting Average is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Look, plenty of people take a daily multivitamin. I know I do. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. You don't just want to put anything in there. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support not only your gut, your nervous system, and your immune system, but also helps you with your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. We're not getting any younger, folks. It's a lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It's perfect for anybody and everybody. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. All natural, baby. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply, one year, 365, daddy, of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. That's it. Athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Chatting Average is also brought to you by ColorCast. Look, you've heard Alex and I on ColorCast these past few weeks. Join me this Wednesday night on the ColorCast app. Download it for free on the iOS uh, iOS store. It is a live audio only sports talk platform, free to download, free to use. Hang out with me this Wednesday night. We'll talk Braves. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join me this Wednesday night, 8.30 Eastern time. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at HeyCam93. I'll be putting the invite out on my Twitter account as well as on the Chatting Average Show account uh, before we get started live Wednesday night. Again, that's on the ColorCast app. Come at me with your spiciest takes. Now, back to the show. All right, we are going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com. And the week we're going to be looking at is March 14th through the 20th. Our first fact comes to us from March 14th, 2003. Bob Uecker, the Brewers TV and radio play-by-play announcer, is chose for induction into the broadcaster's wing of the Hall of Fame as recipient of the Ford Frick Award. The 68-year-old former backup catcher, a member of Milwaukee's broadcast crew since 1971, is best known for his humor. And he, he has brought 
to the game through his starring role in the cult movie Major League, as well as Miller Lite beer commercials. <laughs> Alex, have you, you ever... You know you've act- made it when you're in a Miller Lite commercial. That's right. It's always Miller time, buddy. Um, have you ever actually watched his Hall of Fame induction speech? I have not. It's hilarious. By all means, go out of your way tonight and watch his speech. Um it is genuinely nonstop laughter beginning to end. It, Bob Euchre knows how to work a crowd, and it's tremendous. Um, but I bring this up to say that we're kind of out of the era now, especially once he retires, you know, in the next few years of whenever that may be, of larger-than-life announcers, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you've still got a few that, you know, are – national announcers that everybody knows at home, that sort of thing. But, you know, gone are the days of having like, uh, you know, a Howard Cosell or a Mel Allen or a Harry Carey or a Bob Euchre. Like, that's how just... dare you not mention Vin Scully? Well, <laughs> the, the Dodgers. I, mean, yeah. I, 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 I hate the Dodgers as much as anybody, but Vin Scully's God, he's got to be one of the greatest of all time. Oh, he he is. I mean, I, hell, I, he had I kid. He had he had Hank's seven fifteen call. He did. He did. He did. I I, I kid. I, I do have a lot of respect for. But like, I don't. I put Vin Scully up near the top, if not at the top, as far as baseball announcers go. But I don't see him as like a a quote unquote like colorful personality. If that makes sense, Vin Scully That's was more enough. so like the Vin Scully was more so like the consummate professional. Yes. He was he was the announcer's announcer. Still larger than life in my opinion now. La- yeah. Yeah, in like a tall tale sort of way. Yes. I I don't know. I, like I think no we, one could actually be that great. Yes, like yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, our next fact comes to us from March 16th, 1908. Pirates legend Honus Wagner announces the upcoming season will be his last as a major league player. The 34-year-old Pittsburgh shortstop will lead the National League in batting average, hits, total bases, doubles, triples, RBIs, and stolen bases during his final season. Wow. <laughs> nothing, wow. Like, uh, nothing like going out on top, right? Right. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> hey, I- I'm hanging it up, guys. Oh, man, you feel like you're slowing down? Nah, I'm just bored. I don't know. Yeah. I'll give us one more go and lead the league in everything, and (laughs) then I'll just retire. Well, let's see what the old man can do now, I guess. (laughs) All right, our next fact comes to us from March 18th, 1953. The Braves, in their 77-year-old association with Boston, becoming the first major league club to move since 1903. After listening to Lou Perini's hour-long impassioned plea, the National League owners unanimously approved the franchise's change of venue to Milwaukee, where the club will stay for a dozen seasons, setting attendance records before moving again in 1966 to Atlanta. And thank God for that. I don't know about you, but it's it's funny to me when you look at the time frame, like, as a Braves fan, like, of course, you know, all right, well, you know, we've been in Atlanta since the 60s. But before that, we were in Milwaukee, and before that, we were in Boston. It is kind of funny realizing just how long the Braves, A, were actually in the city of Boston, and B, just how short of amount of time they were actually in Milwaukee. 
Yeah, they really were only there for a cup of coffee. I mean, they were there for 12 seasons. That's it. They won a World Series while they were there. And I think I think that's the lasting effect, that when you hear a team won a World Series in a city, you think of them almost as a long-established kind of team, you know. But, yeah, to, to, to think that they were only there for a little over a decade before moving again, but we think of the Milwaukee Braves as such a prominent kind of name. I don't know. It's just to, funny to me when you actually to, think of To draw a parallel to a, a current team that, that most people are going to remember the inception of, that's like if the Washington Nationals had moved out of Washington in 2017. Right. So if the Nationals had left Washington as quickly as the Braves left Milwaukee, uh, they would have been gone five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that. Yeah, exactly. Wild stuff. That's nuts. Wild stuff. All right. Our final fact comes to us from March 20th, 1975. Alex. For the yes. first for the first time this year on this season of Chatting Average, we get to talk about a base brawl! A base brawl, yes! I was hoping you'd say that. All right, 1975, March 20th. A rare spring training brawl occurs when Rangers second baseman Dave Nelson takes exception on the two brushback pitches thrown at him by Yankees southpaw Mike Wallace in the seventh inning of a Fort Lauderdale exhibition contest. The trouble begins early after Jim Bibby's first pitch plunks leadoff hitter Elliot Maddox who had angered Texas skipper Billy Martin when he told the local press that his former manager, quote, has a habit of lying to his players, unquote. So not only did we get a base brawl, which is always great, but it happened in spring training in a game that doesn't actually count. Yes. <laughs> all, all because one guy was running his mouth about his old boss. Pretty much. Pretty much. And who's to say that Billy Martin didn't necessarily deserve it? Uh, odds I, are pretty good that he did. Probably so. I don't know, Elliot Maddox, but one has to think that there might be some truth behind it. Yeah, that. like I've heard a lot of stories about Billy Martin, and he probably deserved it. Probably so. But you gotta love it. it, it that's that's just awesome. And hey, now that I get to go to uh, get to go to spring training at the end of the month, thank yes, huge win. Maybe I'll get to see a base brawl while I'm there. Oh, that'd be great. You should be in the stands egging him on. <laughs> like, one pitch just barely comes inside, and I'm just yelling, Hit him! Don't, you can't take that from him! Charge the moon! <laughs> All right, that has been this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. But before we go, a little bit of housekeeping stuff to go over with you. Uh, a reminder that you can check out tons of cool designs that Cam has come up with on hey. T-shirts, hats, and the like at teespring.com slash store slash chatting average podcast. Uh, if you if you want to help the show and get some uh, get some great merch in the process, that's where you can do it. Teespring.com slash store slash chatting average podcast. Um, also, if you want access to some uh, some exclusive content uh, that we have created, go to patreon.com slash chatting average and sign up to get access to several episodes, uh, including uh, last year. We did a Christmas watch along uh, with commentary of 
the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Jingle All the Way. So, oh get, yeah, it, it, it's tremendous. Get that and and uh, some other great stuff at uh, at, at Patreon.com slash Chatting Average. There, I kind of I kind of want to do some more Patreon content this season. You know, sprinkle sprinkle a couple a couple yeah, of nuggets we'll, in we'll, there. We'll sprinkle some sods in there for you. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll let let us know make what that uh, happen. Let us know what you might be willing to uh, pay to listen to. <laughs> Uh, and and hey, before we sign off, want to thank Sports Drink for putting this show on for you guys every week. Uh, Sports Drink is your digital water cooler. Uh, you can gather to talk sports, whatever you might like. Check out sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. It is spelled like sports drink, just without the vowels. One thing, though. Make sure you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. So, Cam, baseball is back. Free agency is open. The Braves haven't made any moves yet. But by God, I feel pretty good about saying that by the time we get back to these people next week, we are going to have some pretty exciting Braves news to talk about. Oh, absolutely. You know, when we signed off last week, we weren't even sure if baseball was going to exist this year. So, hey, things are looking up. Well, we are celebrating this week. We got baseball back. Spring training games start on Friday. Opening day is going to be April 7th. It is coming in hot, and uh, we will be here with you every step of the way. So tune in next week for another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast. Bye! has been the chatting average podcast brought to you by sports drink be sure to check out our merchandise store at teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast and please consider becoming a patron of our show at patreon.com slash chatting average we'll see you next week for another brand new episode <laughs>